me still? Yes. Oh, good. I was just afraid to unnecessary risk there by hanging up. <laughs> Took us long enough to get connected, right? Yeah. Uh, so, uh, we are, we watched a very interesting series, didn't we? Yeah, I saw that. Um, we were, Ashley and I were spent a good portion of the day in bed yesterday, both kind of feeling under the weather. And uh, I guess it's a Canadian thing. I saw something pass by on Facebook talking about a Canadian thing they call rafting, where people just stay in bed and watch TV all day. What is <laughs> it called? Rafting, they called it. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. I thought, hey, I'm an expert rafter. <laughs> Do, doing nothing. But anyway, we saw that come up yesterday, and Ashley said, oh, that looks like it'd be a good thing. To... We watched the trailer for it, and Ashley said that looked like it would be a good, uh, a good thing to watch and discuss. And so... I thought, yeah, and I I really liked it. I liked that. Uh, I thought that first one was really good on Christoph Neyman. Mm-hmm. I really liked his uh, work ethic and his the things he had to say. And it's, I don't know, it's just like all these things we've been talking about. When you see it in somebody who's a practicing artist who's very successful. I mean, he's this guy's doing New Yorker magazine covers. That's a big deal. Yes, totally. And I just thought he was genius. Like his ability to, I don't know, I, I really liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, there is uh, something about uh, graphic art that has captured uh, the 21st century artist. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of graphical stuff, isn't there? Yeah, this kind of uh, pared down, and, and this whole series is about abstraction. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm abstract, curious. Abstract, how... the what of design, the art of design? or Yeah, I think that's right, I think that's right, yeah. Hmm. And uh, I, I really liked the title sequence for it, everything about it. I liked the music that it had on, I, I just thought it was really, really well done. Yes, it's well done, and but um, I always feel that I miss, I, I, I feel that there are so many artists that are like super crisp, um, crisp, crisp, uh, clean illustrators that, um, you know, like a dry kind of, uh, environment. And uh, I want, I'm hoping that the other ones in the series will be more into the actual manipulation of, of paint and, 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 and yeah, I think they're going to be quite stuff. different. Uh, from from the watching the trailer, I think actually the next one is actually the guy a guy who designs shoes for Nike. Oh, so it's going to be another like super yeah, it's, hyper yeah, it's really it's, it's really about of... design. Yeah, but I still found design. it interesting because I don't know. I just found it interesting to be to listen to somebody who's. I mean, they're still artists, right? I mean. Oh, there's, there's it's no not, denying I, I, it. I tend to not think of graphic art. I tend to think of graphic art as being more of a. It's not. I don't think of it almost as being fine art. I think you know it's not like in museums and that. It's a, it's got a different role. But you're still an artist if you're creating that or making music or whatever, right? And I think that a lot of the the things that you think and the the process that you go through, um, I think a lot of it comes from the same place, no matter what your final product is. Yes, but there is this kind of. Um... I'm 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 always a little bit critical of of the um, hyper clean, hyper graphic, computerized kind of 
I and I see that he, you know, he says he says that he has to have two people working together, and that he has to loosen up and uh, and uh, be uh, less uh, of a control freak. He has to has to have those two personalities and. I saw that I saw that kind of glimmer of uh, all um, of expression in his sketchbooks, where he gets a lot of his ideas from. But ultimately, his his product at the end uh, is super hyper icon icon. Uh, it's, it's... Yeah, yeah, he's definitely a graphic designer, and I mean, like I say, he's making covers for New Yorker magazine, so there's, but I guess you could make covers for New Yorker magazine and maybe not be quite so graphic, and he's also German, let's not forget that. <laughs> so, you saw his all, little book? Lock step. It was lock showing step. his little book with the, the shape. The clown, that... the clown nose. Yeah, oh, I, that I, was I so like cute. That. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I know what you're saying. I, I understand, like, and I, I'm the same way. Like, I find, you know, if I'm looking at a painting that's fine art, like if I'm looking at like a real hyper realist painting, like by Ken Dandy or somebody like that, I find it very, very hard to appreciate. I actually find graphic design, like what that guy was doing, more speaks to me. I like the clean lines. I like the fact that there, it is abstraction still, like. You know, he talked about this idea of abstracting a, a human heart, right? Like he yeah, having yeah. a red a, a red square as a complete abstraction, and then uh, beating anatomically correct heart being like you know a hundred percent realistic heart, and then you get this thing in the middle that's like your you know the hearts that you you send on <laughs> emoticons or whatever, right? Yes. The Valentine's Day hearts. I guess that's apropos too, considering it's two days away from Valentine's mm -hmm. Day. Mm -hmm. Um, but, but yeah, so I, I, I don't know. I, I really like that one and I don't know what I'll think of watching a guy who designs shoes. I never really thought about that before. I, I think one of the qualities in a good documentary is it doesn't really matter what the subject matter is. You should still be able to be made somewhat interested in it. Like, yeah, I, I, um, I enjoyed his um, process, and I, I enjoyed his mind, and I enjoyed uh, to see him being so successful, and, you know, I enjoyed the whole film. It was really well done. It was amazing. However, again, there is a part of me that is not fulfilled when yeah. I watch uh, these... I get kind that. of really hyper uh, conceptual, um, like the the ideas are have, are so good. They're they're little kernels, and they're so perfectly. You know, they, he was showing they were showing images of um, people holding a gun, and the gun has bones inside you know the hand that you see a, an yeah, outline yeah, yeah. of the hand and you see like it's almost like an yeah, x-ray of yeah. all the bones and then the gun has bones inside as well that's true it's like the gun culture is part of use so much in in the states that you think of the gun as part of you and it's you know right right and it has death because of the you know there's so many uh, brilliant ideas that this guy has, and I can tell in his eyes 
um, that all the lights are on. And oh, he's yeah. extremely smart. He's uh, vibrant and he can, he's a musician and, you know, everything in his apartment is perfect. <laughs> let's not forget that he's German. Did I mention that he's, he, he was, he was very, his personality was very, um, yes, everything was perfect and his, his artwork is, is quite perfect. And I know, I do know what you're saying. I get that same thing as I was saying from certain types of uh, hyper-realistic artwork, like, you know, hanging in museum artwork as opposed to cover of magazine artwork. And some, sometimes cover of magazine artwork. I quite liked what he did, but I know what you're saying because I don't like it all. I find some of it I like more than others. I liked, I think what I liked about his wasn't so much the artwork. I liked the process and him explaining it, him like using Lego mm -hmm. as an example of abstraction <laughs> and the idea of of taking, I liked the, I just liked his, his notion of abstraction a lot. Yeah, and I thought that was process cool. of thinking of New York and from the inside and outside going to the subway, and then he wanted to do the the New Yorker cover on both sides of a person right, so it's coming, like in coming in and, and coming going, out. Come, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's interesting. Mm hmm. Yeah. So definitely, uh, someone to. You know, I, I learned a lot watching him and also that he was doing a lot of um, apps <laughs> and he he was going like with a daisy and he was he he was taking the leaves the leaves of the, the petals of the of the daisy and saying some people like it some people don't like it some people like it some people don't like it <laughs> like he's very very smart yeah and and you know i think ultimately for both of what we our tastes are sort of more geared towards. I think that the um, Art 21 series is probably probably going to speak more more to what we were are interested in. I just again thought that was an interesting sort of almost like a little uh, sidebar on what we usually talk about because usually we're not talking about someone who's designing shoes or a graphic designer. And I no, certainly... that's right. Uh, very interesting. I, I do love design. I I can see where the attraction is there. Um, in making objects and yeah, yeah and if you if you remember um, I'm sure that Jeff talked about it because he always does but when we were doing our interview with uh, Jeff Wilmore he talked about when he first went to Fanshawe College he was actually uh, in graphic design he was not in fine art and that's what he studied first off mm -hmm. and he always maintains if I remember correctly that that is he found that to be a really good solid base for making more mm -hmm expressive art than like just the idea that everything has to be designed like every single thing you look at in the room that you're in had to go through a design process right it had to have somebody with an artistic mind that's making your computer look the way it does or your phone look the way it does or you're looking at a cocktail shaker right or whatever right like windows window dressing treatments paint colors you know just the list just goes on and on every single thing and, and it's funny because i know um a lot of people are kind of in a way critical of you know art as like i mean my in my parents for example would not would have not wanted to pay for me to go to school if i said i was going to take art because they would never see that as being something that would be practical right that's something mm -hmm. that you could get a job at like being a civil engineer for example mm -hmm. but but look at all, but take a look around you at all of the things that are needing to be designed and i think that 
we tend to forget about that. And I, I so I, I like listening to people talk about those sorts of things. Uh, totally. Yeah, I'm really happy that uh, we started watching yeah, the well, series. I'll, yeah, I'll certainly watch the rest of them because I'm just I'm curious about this guy with his shoes. Yeah, like totally. the process of designing shoes, like you know, you just the sort of thing you don't really think about. But I don't know. It's maybe it's a little long too. Like I thought in a way, like on the critical side, that like it's forty-five minutes, and and he's like in Paris, and he's in Berlin, and he's in New York, and he seemed to be kind of fairly full of himself too. But hey, <laughs> I suppose he's earned. I suppose he's earned that right, hasn't he? Is that Christmas he, 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 he said he did. Yeah, he said he did twenty-two New Yorker covers. That's amazing to me. Yeah. Like that's um, that must be. I bet he gets paid an awful lot to do one of those. Oh. Uh, I, I I would bet. I imagine I, because he's got um, a studio in New York. But I mean, I think there was a time when they were really cheap, and some people have kept them all this time. And 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 I think you can buy shares on. Or, oh yeah, I don't know how you'd be an artist in New York now. I don't even know how you live there unless you're a, a like a finance financier of some sort. Like I mean, you can't get an apartment for under three or four thousand dollars a month there. Or five thousand even. I'm I'm pretty sure you can pay five thousand easily just for a normal apartment. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, totally uh, interesting guy. I saw that uh, if if you type his name in YouTube, he's done. Um, yeah, he I has didn't look a, into that. A video where he's talking. It was like a little bit of a TED talk kind of thing. He talks to. Oh us yeah. About. Uh, was it the three things that creative people uh, have to deal with? Or I can't remember what it was, but... Um, right, right, right. He, he, I wanted to record a little bit of his voice, a little bit of him to put in the podcast. So I'll, I'll try to find yeah, that'd be a, cool. a little sound bite uh, to add and uh, see where that goes. I liked his, uh, I just made a couple little notes here. I liked the way he referenced the Charlie Brown voice. Yes, yes. Talking about how, like, because he's saying, oh, they want to make this documentary about me. Like, what, they don't want to show me brushing my teeth, right? It's like, who wants to see that kind of stuff? It's like, he's sort of saying that, you know, it, it takes away from the final product if, if you start getting into these sorts of minutiae. And sometimes there's, I think, something that, what he was using the Charlie Brown voice as an example of it's like if they actually showed the people rather than just having these like rah, 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 voices in the background that um, uh, that it would it would somehow it wouldn't be as effective right so yes. and, I'm like, and then they showed him funny at the end he was interviewed being interviewed by somebody or he was in some kind of process of talking to somebody about working for them or something and that's how they made the woman's voice sound just like the teacher and Charlie Brown. <laughs> The New Yorker, he was so yeah, yeah, I was a New Yorker, that's right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, yeah, totally, I, I... it's true, it's true. However, it was funny because he mentioned that specifically, and I'd had um, a drawing in, in a cafe for a long time of me brushing my teeth. <laughs> Like a a drawing of me with uh, putting uh, toothpaste on my toothbrush and the everyday life of Madame Michaud. That was my whole thing, you know. So it's funny, like two two different. um, It's like ends of the spectrum here. 
Like, he doesn't want to show it, and I do. <laughs> you right, know? right. I feel that the everyday is just as valid, and, you know, uh, he, he was saying people don't want to see that. But, yeah, maybe they do. Because we all share, we all brush our teeth, and we all share that, <laughs> you know, like in the everyday. So, why not? You know? So, yeah, for sure, me, for sure. To me, it's, uh, I, I, there are so many students that join the program who have gone into graphic arts first, and I can always tell that when that's yeah, who yeah, they are that's, that's... from their first drawings or their first the first uh, artwork that I see I can tell they've they've gone to graphic design school because everything has all the lines are super super clean all the time and I'm like can you be messy in your life a little bit <laughs> like smudge no no smudgings no little extra, you know, bristle here, no, no splash, no, no drips, no, uh, no scratches, no rips, no, uh, folds, excuse me, no wrinkle, no, uh, yeah, no that's cough. Totally good. Yeah. <laughs> no oh my God, I'm going to die here. <laughs> uh, we're, uh, we're talking, talking about Jeff earlier, and he, that's the process he went through, although he didn't finish design school. He, he did his first year of design. And, uh, and I think, yeah, you've got to be careful. And I remember uh, years ago meeting um, somebody who I've long lost touch with, but she, was, uh, she moved to London to become the uh, principal trumpet player in the Orchestra London at the time when it still existed when we had an orchestra. And uh, you realize that classical music is sort of like graphic design, and what it does. Like, she was unable to really play anything unless it was like written down in front of her. You know, she was an amazing musician. She had she's the, the best sounding trumpet I've ever heard in my life. She was um, incredible. But her boyfriend at the time was a jazz trumpet player, and she was just telling me that it's just she can't she couldn't improvise. It's like that's been just completely taken out of you in your process of, of being, um, trained as a classical musician. And I, I guess I'm, I'm saying that I think there's a lot of parallels in with being trained as a graphic designer and then trying to break that uh, open and, and be able to make art like quote unquote art, right? Like to be able to make paintings and to be able to make things that don't look graphic, Right? Yeah, or or if you're doing it, um, you know, uh, making it a little bit ugly or uh, less flat or less just not worrying, just not worrying so much about it looking perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you know. contained, like the lines being all clean and and yeah. So I'm just uh, that, that's always kind of. I think that it's uh, it's uh, the year it's the bubble it's the zeitgeist of our time it's just because of the computers the computers have the pixels have cleaned up everything and we just like we want our Adobe Photoshop uh, photos yeah. and everything you can't you can't like if you have a picture 
You can't have, like, some weird hair sticking out there, you know? Like, everybody want, just wants the perfect stuff. Yeah, and the funny thing about that to me, and I remember arguing this years ago and we first started getting these, like, you know, Pixar studio uh, animated feature films and like Toy Story or whatever. And I'm saying, I, I remember thinking and saying like, these things all basically look the same and mm -hmm. they've got like, they could do anything. They could do anything they want with this technology. And the same with computers and the ability like you, but, but we end up, I think having this, I don't know, almost like a, a standard that we're trying to, um, that we're almost forced to, to work with when, they didn't have to make every like their eyes all look the same or whatever in these. Um, like to me, I, I think that that took away from. I, it's, it's it's kind of blown out of the water a little bit since then. These sort of animated films, but but I think it's a similar thing with um, with you know computer generated art. Like you could really you've got like so much. It's all there. You can do anything, and at the end of it, it doesn't have to all be like clean lines and look like it was done on a computer. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But, but, but it, it, for, for whatever reason, it, it tends to, um, it, it does tend to gravitate towards that. I, I agree. I think it's pretty clear. Yeah. That's like the, this, this debate I had in my painting class about anime. It's exactly that. Cause the anime, uh, who, 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 who was it? What's his name? Kurosawa. Kurosawa. Kurosawa did the block printing um, and started the the whole uh, genre of uh, of anime. He created he, manga. He manga, the, right? Uh, manga is in print and anime is in film, right? Yes. I learned that. Yes, I just learned that yesterday. Oh, oh, okay. Last, yeah, I was, yeah, just it's funny that it came up because we were, I was watching something on TV and somebody pointed that out. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm not sure if I, if I have the right name, but anyway. No, no, was, that's right. That is it. Okay. I, like okay. I said, I didn't know the difference and I just I just learned it yesterday. But yeah, yeah I didn't. I, but I didn't realize that Kurosawa was where that all came from. This I didn't know that. I'm, yeah, I, I, go, I don't know that much do about it, I guess. that were humorous. He, he would do like scenes that of humor, like a geisha with with like a little cat that would come in and then knock something out. And he started uh, drawing um, Europeans and uh, doing all kinds of funny scenes like that. But the the whole the whole genre um, evolved, and then there were like all kinds of manga styles, uh, the shujo style and other styles, there are like many, many different styles. And the, the, um, the, the illustrators started setting the, the, the vocabulary for it and the rules for it. And the eyes had to be like super giant and, you know, the whole proportions had to be this way and that way. And then people started doing it and re uh, reproducing it and doing it exactly like that and right. um, then people when they, they're they're teenagers often around the age of 13 14 15 they go to michael's and they buy these books how to draw mangas 
and they they follow that same pattern all the time over and over again and i'm just i was just talking in in my painting class um there's nothing wrong with that but i just wonder when is it that people start saying to 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 their friends in class oh uh you know, I don't like the way you've drawn this. Now you should draw it like that. You know, like when is it that kids kind of think, well, if I want to draw, I should draw like this. That's going to be so cool. You know, when when did they start thinking, I can't draw like my old way. That's childish or that doesn't look good. When is it that they start doing that? And <laughs> Well, I remember though when I was young, the people who I thought were amazing were the ones who could draw like cartoon characters. They could draw like, you know, they could draw um, Walt Disney, like Mickey Mouse or Donald Duck or whatever. They could just do it. Right. It was like, wow, that's so cool that they can do that. Cause I was never really very good at drawing. Uh, I could draw with a ruler better. Okay. Like drafting, but I suppose that's why I like the graphic design stuff to go back to that too. I mean, that's really where my background came from was any, you know, training that I had in my high school days is I took all the drafting courses I could. I, I even designed a house when I was in uh, high school. Aww. <laughs> I probably cool. still have it. I probably still have it rolled up somewhere. Aww. Maybe one day you'll have your house that you've designed. Yeah, it was a, it was a, uh, a big sprawling ranch. Oh. So it'll be good for my my old age as I'm retiring and I don't want to navigate stairs. Oh. <laughs> uh, I I think there's nothing wrong with it per se. I just think that it it becomes the popular way of liking things and just everybody thinks that that's great and and people just kind of it just becomes this aesthetics of, of yeah yeah, time. yeah it becomes a standard and and like I say I was arguing against the Pixar or whatever standards and I just didn't understand mm -hmm. like when you've got you could do anything why does everybody have to do the same thing I know I know why I don't understand how where the, does that come from that you know like maybe it's just uh, through sheer exposure of you know, you go to your school and you get those movies and when you're small, your parents buy the Disney movies and then you're kind of exposed to that same aesthetic all the time. And and then you start thinking, um, this is what I want to draw and that's how it goes. But what about your individuality? What about you making silly cartoons? You know, how how about how about you you make your own based on a potato? I don't know what <laughs> you know, like I, was, I, was, I guess there is one is Mr. Potato Head, but you know, like my my uh, one of my brothers did a comic series when he was a kid and about about a, about a rock, PJ Rock. <laughs> I want to so, see that. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. They're still around. It's like. And he had one where they got, like, it was just weird. Like, I'm looking through it, and it's like he had, I don't know how old he was at the time. He was, like, 12 or something. And he, he had this, the rock got drafted to go to Vietnam. It's like, the, That's so yeah, cool. That's so cool. 
Yeah, it's pretty. I don't know where I, I was. Never that creative when I was a kid. I, 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 it's funny. Like creativity is something that you have to nurture. You know, you have to do it, and you have to just keep doing it, and that's how you become more creative. Because I always, I'm amazed at people that can write, like yeah. no, novels or whatever, right? Like I just think it's incredible that you can create this whole world in your head. And write it down and have this believable narrative of and characters and situations and things going on. And you can suck people into reading that. I think, like, and I, you know, you, I figure I could never do that. But you probably could if you if you wanted to and you tried, right? You start with short stories or whatever. You could probably do it. Oh, yes. Yes, definitely. You can do, do a little bit. But you think would have some ideas. Yeah, it's, I just, it just kind of amazes me. We watched... Uh, before midnight, did you see any of those before sunrise or after sunset or any of those no. Linklater, Richard Linklater films with um, I can't remember the guy's name. Anyway, it's a story about these. The original story was two people who met on a train, and this movie's film took place in uh, I think around early nineties, and it was made. And then they made another film and. They just met, it was 24 hours. They just met on a train and they, they had this incredible conversation relationship and it was just, it was great. And then they didn't see each other again. That was it. And then they did a sequel to that where they saw each other again, but now it's like 10 years later because he wrote a book about it and she realized that he wrote a book about it and figured out that she was in it. So she went and hunted him down to find him. And then they did another one. That was like just a few years later. And then they just did another one, I think in 2013. So that's the one I was just watching and I'm, rambling i think now but um anyway um the the this one is now that they have been together after they met in the second one they had decided to actually get together and they've got kids twins and they're in greece uh on a vacation and he's a novelist and he's talking about this process and they, it's just it's a really amazing film it's on netflix if you if you mm-hmm. it, it's it's just so good and it's got these long shots of just these long long conversations between people a lot of people would probably find it really boring i think but i just i was just amazed by it and i'd seen it before but it, even the second time through i thought it was even better and i'm not sure why i started talking about it i guess just the i, I think it's the idea of of creativity and i was remembering that he was a novelist and the idea of of I think everybody has a novel in them. It's cliche, but I think it's probably true, right? It's just you have to somehow coax yourself. And I think there's a lot of, like, creative writing workshops or these sorts of things that you can go to. Yeah, if that's, I, um, like, if we that's were the talking sort of about to... um, when is it that in, in kids that they start thinking about what is appropriate or what is acceptable or what is cool, what is... The right Am way. I just going to continue to continue to do the same thing that everybody else is doing, like you were saying earlier, right? Like, yeah. when is it when you finally say, "No, I'm going to make my own thing. I don't. I'm not going to make a drama anime." When kids or, are like eight or nine or ten, even they make drawings that are so expressive and so them, like oh, yeah. very um, individualized. And then when they get to eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, they start doing this anime stuff almost all of the time. Interesting, anime yeah. Stuff. I remember, you know, when I was um, trying to make art on a regular basis, you know, it's getting, getting a long time ago now in the late 90s, but I remember at that time taking a real interest in children's artwork. Like, it's just amazing how free they are. Mm-hmm. 
Like they just, it, like they don't have any rules imposed on them yet. They don't have, they don't know that like you have to draw a face perfectly or you have to draw hands perfectly. It's just like I'm talking like even younger than I'm talking the kids that are like even as young as one or two years old. The way that they draw, it's just amazing. Like to see their finger painting and stuff like that, it's just so expressive. I think it's cool. I think it's cool. I, I, I think that we lose something and that we get beaten out of us in a sense that like you said, what you were just talking about, where you've you're ability to just do something to just for the sake of doing it you can't do that anymore now you've got something that you're trying to mimic yeah yeah um or or some and it's got to be it's got to have like some sort of commercial value it can't just be for the sake of doing it right right um i was in a workshop where uh uh, everybody had um a uh, blindfold on and um, somebody put uh, an object in the back of your in, in your back you'd have your left hand in the back and then your right hand on your paper and blindfolded and then um, you'd feel the object in your hand and then you'd have to translate that into your paper blindfolded so, yeah, that's a good. That's a good exercise. That was yeah. It terrify. It, it terrifies me, but it's a good exercise. That's because I've had all my creativity beaten out of me. That's after I was about six. <laughs> Back when I used to, I think my most artistic expression was actually done with my own poop. <laughs> that's one of, one of those stories that my mother loves to tell, right? Aww. Showing up in the bedroom and I've, I've smeared it all over the walls. Or whatever. Oh no. <laughs> Like still in a still 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 in a crib still in a crib. So yes, I was an artist at an early age, working with uh, alternative alternative materials. Oh please, I'm sure that some people do that, but oh well. We're not yeah, gonna... yeah, yeah. Well, we're not gonna. We don't have to go there. I don't need to be that original. That's not yeah. even original. That's actually boring, actually. Yeah, yeah. Original is uh, I don't know. Original was was um. What's his name? William S. Burroughs doing shotgun art, shooting paint cans. I thought that was really cool. So he was shooting like spray bombs, right? Like spray paint. So he would get a gun and shoot them, and then they would fire paint all over the canvas. I thought that was awesome. That's something, yes. That's William S. Burroughs, though. He was a little bit nuts and also a severe drug addict. Oh. Well, um... We just had uh, an opening, a student opening um, called Our Embodiment, where um, we invited um, other groups in, in at the university to join us. The uh, Queer Coffee and the Queer Straight Alliance uh, from Sioux College, and we had a group exhibit, and people brought some artwork, and they might not have been necessarily in the bachelor's of fine arts program or anything but uh, they still were making artwork and so we had all kinds of levels of students and you know different uh, uh, crafts and different uh, expressions it was really good and we had yeah, that, uh, poetry cool. uh, with that as well they read poems and um, that's yeah. usually when I leave the room, but I don't know. I, I should I should be open, I should be more open minded. Uh, Mark, I kind of agree with you. 
it's rare that I but hear poetry that I like. It's really that rare. said, yes, every once in a while you get somebody that just you connect. They what they're saying makes sense to you. Like I think a good modern poet should. But I think if you go to the, a lot of these poetry slams, it's a lot of frankly agonizing words. <laughs> Very agonizing, yes. But at the same time, I admire the expression. I admire them to to stand up and, and talk and about their their own issues. And um, it's really important uh, to, right, to right. have that uh, that that um, platform, that that nice safe space for them to to, to be expressing themselves, you know. But uh, yeah, I kind of, I totally agree with that. Uh, it's it can be can be very painful. <laughs> Just like my my ukulele singing is not that great. Hey, you wouldn't want you wouldn't subject the subject strangers to that. So why should you be subjected to their poetry? <laughs> Last time I hosted an open mic. I brought my ukulele and people weren't uh, coming to the mic, so I had to kind of entertain the people that were there. And I, I kept saying, uh, all right, so uh, sorry, guys, <laughs> but you're going to have to get through this next ukulele song. And then you played, you played American Pie, right? <laughs> well, it's almost... Uh, I played uh, some... Um, of you know leaving on a jet plane leaving on a jet plane walk the line <laughs> from Johnny Cash uh, right, right. some you know songs that don't really go on the ukulele but it was it was fun anyway you know sometimes you just gotta do what you gotta do yeah for sure yeah anyway I see it's rolling up to six o'clock here. Yeah, yeah. She's going to be home shortly, so um, maybe, yeah, maybe we should wind her down here, and that was a good productive talk. We will uh, do it again as soon as we can. Yes, yes. Thank you, Mark, and thanks for all your help today. Okay, you take care. Have a good week. You too. Bye-bye. Bye.